Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? Are you all keeping rightly out there in podcast land? No matter where you are right now, we hope you are keeping the very best, because the world is getting a little bit scary at the moment. Yeah, the news here, specifically in the UK, is getting particularly terrifying. I don't know if you guys have been following the whole developments with the pandemic and stuff, uh, but stuff here in the UK is getting... A little out of hand, yeah, I think we are now the worst country in the entire globe um, for people who have passed away as a result of COVID-19. Over 100,000 deaths as a result of COVID. Ooh, like that's really terrifying. And yes, things here in the UK just seem to be getting bad to worse to even worse again. We've been in lockdown now for what seems to be like months. Ugh. And yeah, I suppose it has been months. This is nearly the end of January now, I suppose. But hey, what a way to start off the podcast, Rab. Yay! Um, yeah, I should be a little bit more upbeat. But I kind of wanted to bring that at the start of the show and just kind of give the tone at the moment. Things are seeming to be pretty terrible here in the UK. Uh, we're seeing such big events such as big, huge music festivals like Glastonbury and things like that. They're all pulling the plug and all the rest. And, uh, yeah, that's resulted in us asking, of course, about our piping season. Uh, but that was, yeah, a couple of episodes ago we talked all about that and what our thoughts were on the future. Hmm. And it certainly seems to be having more of a downturn than an upturn, I suppose. Yeah, we'll talk more about that on this week's show, I'm sure. Plus, loads more besides. We've got tons of great stuff for you in this week's episode. Plus, what could you can learn from defeat? Yes, I know we're not competitively, competitively competing against each other as bands at the moment, but a lot of us are still playing competitively as soloists online. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that in this week's topic of the week. So, yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then welcome. You are very welcome, in fact. But um, where have you been? We've been here for a long time, so we've got a huge back catalogue for you to go and check out. Well over 200 plus episodes now. And there's been everything possible in the piping world that we can talk about. I'm sure by this point, has already been spoke about. So you can go and check it out. (laughs) Loads of great content over there uh, in our back catalogue. Plus, also, if you would like to help support the show, you can do. Like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. Yes, and every click of support really does mean the world to us. Especially at the moment, in the middle of all of this global pandemic nonsense. Uh, Every click means the world. Um... So yeah, what do you get whenever you click support? Well, number one, you become part of the Patreon faithful, as we lovingly call you all. And you guys are awesome! And yeah, you get your mitts on tons of extra stuff, including your weekly catch-up of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, which broadcasts live, well, just last night there on Fuse FM, so two hours of piping and drumming, chat and news and music. And uh, Yeah, and if you miss it, then of course you can download it thanks to our Patreon page and take it with you. No matter where you are, what time of day, you can, yeah, 
blast out two hours worth of Big Rab show. Last night's show actually was really a good one, so we'll talk about it. Actually, it was a real clinker of a show. Uh, so, yeah. That's up there now on our Patreon page. Plus, you get all sorts of exclusive videos, backstagey stuff, and just all sorts of real good Patreon goodness back there. So, yeah, consider going to check it out. And, yeah, like I said, every click of support really means the world to us here in the show. But you don't have to. You know, we will continue on, you know, firing out the good piping goodness each and every week. Uh, so, yeah, you can be rest assured of that. For sure. Alrighty. Let's get into the the rest of the introduction, shall we, before we motor on. Now, this is one that you guys have been asking questions about, because I did mention it on a previous uh, Big Rab Show podcast. We're talking about our offer that we have at the moment, our special promotion with the Piper's Dojo. That will be ending, folks. Now, I'm I'm stressing this because it's such a good deal. Of course, it couldn't last forever, so it is ending, and we want you guys to take full advantage of it now when it's still there, because I think it's the end of February, I think it, I'm not not entirely sure, I'll need to double check it, but it is coming up very soon that we're going to pull the plug on that one. So, yeah, go along, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, that's where you go for all of our dojo promotions, and you currently have the, you know, tune your pipes like a world champion, and where you can learn to tune your pipes on your own, but do it perfectly, lots of little hints and tips and stuff actually, and it's really, really ingenious, I've enjoyed that package. Also, you can get 30 days of dojo premium for just one dollar. And that one dollar really is just there to make sure that you're an actual human being and not one of those bots and stuff. So, yeah, one dollar sign up fee and for 30 days they drop the paywall on absolutely everything. So you'll get access to all your social media groups, your one-to-one live lessons with some of the big names in the piping game. If Yeah, if you don't get anything from your 30-day experience, then there's something badly wrong. But if you still want to cancel it, then you can do, of course. And after 30 days, if it's not for you, all you've really lost is some time and a dollar. But if you decide to keep it on, then hey, you're already 30 days into your journey of improving your playing. So go to BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. And like I said, take advantage of these offers when they're there because that will be ending very soon. So yeah, go and grab it now when you can, guys, because that will disappear very soon. All right. Now, we also got some questions asking about Big Rab Show merch and have we solved the shipping problem well, to answer your question, uh, no, we haven't. We haven't solved the shipping debacle. If anything, it's possibly getting worse. Uh, we're hearing now that even such big online companies such as Amazon are now even having difficulties shipping things from England and Scotland to Northern Ireland. And we're literally like 12 or 13 miles across the sea from Scotland, which doesn't make any sense, you know. Why a shipping container full of, I don't know, whatever from Amazon can't make its way here to Northern Ireland without all sorts of problems. So, I, I don't know. Thank you to Brexit. This is turning out to be a political podcast, like, isn't it, really? I started out with a pandemic, and here I am talking about Brexit. But they're having such big effects, really, on our day-to-day lives, and also have a knock-on effect for the, the piping scene, too. Hmm. So that could be a future topic of the week right there, you know. But how are you guys getting your pipes to you at the moment? Your reeds and drumsticks, how are you getting your supplies? Any problems? Hmm. Well, you can message us in and let us know. But yeah, at the moment, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we're unable to sell any merch worldwide at the moment. A good majority of you guys who'd be tuning in right now are listening in the United States or in Canada or in Australia and New Zealand. And, you know... 
sending stuff out to you guys at the moment would just be ridiculously expensive until we get a handle on everything that's happening with shipping here and Brexit. So once we have that all sorted, don't worry, guys. We will let you know when the Big Rab Show store is back up and running and you can jump in there and get your Big Rab Show hoods. If anything, we're not sitting on our hands. We are you know, taking advantage of the time. And now that the Rab Show store is down... We're actually redesigning some of our lineup and uh, hopefully getting some brand new merch in there for you guys to check out. There you go. Okay, now each and every week we start the Big Rab Show podcast with some listener mail. And uh, yeah, we also have our weekly feature called the Weekly Drone. Now, this is the first Big Rab Show in a while since we launched this new segment of the show, the Weekly Drone. This is the first time in a while where we haven't got one. Yeah, we've no weekly drone this week. And that was surprising, you know, to be honest. Because a lot of the commentary and stuff that we've been talking about in this last few episodes, we were talking about some controversial stuff and nobody had any weekly drones. I don't know. So I guess the piping world's gone quiet at the moment. So, hey, it happens, you know. And it always seems to happen in January as well. January, February are always really quiet times in the piping scene. But if I'm honest, I'm going to lay my hat on the table here. I think that uh, January and February should be possibly one of the noisiest. Because during this time at the moment, we should be going through a lot of our branch meetings. And a lot of goings-on happens at those branch meetings. And, uh, mm, yeah, we're expecting branch meetings to be happening all over the UK at the moment. And we're expecting a lot of moving and shaking and a lot of questions to be asked and posed of the powers that be of our association as to what exactly is the future of our piping scene. We can do podcasts about it and talk all about it, you know, and give our opinions. But essentially, we're not the decision makers. The guys sitting up there in HQ in Glasgow, they have the power to either run the event or pull the plug. And it's up to them, I suppose. So I guess... Yeah, during a time where we thought things would be noisier, uh, they're not. You guys are dead quiet at the moment. So, by way of a simple request, if you guys are so inclined, go and check out Weekly Drone. That's where you can go and submit all of your commentary, thoughts, feelings about anything in the piping world. It could be about the Celtic scene, the folk scene, or it could be about the competitive scene or the lack of it. If you want to talk about the management of the pandemic and how our piping scene is, uh, you know, a small fish in a very big barrel. Or do you want to talk about Brexit and the effect that it could have on international travel for bands and stuff? There's a lot to consider there. So, yeah, get your messages into us completely anonymously. That's the beauty of uh, Weekly Drum. You can do that through our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. It's up there on the website now. You can submit your thoughts absolutely anonymously. There's no identifying factors on there at all. Now, the only thing we'd really draw the line at is uh, swearing and, uh, what do you call it, pointing the finger, I suppose, making accusations without evidence, I suppose. That's one thing we can't stand over. Uh, so we won't be able to broadcast that. But anything else, have at it, you know. If it's on your mind at all, then let us know. That's exactly what the weekly drone is for. An open microphone for you guys. Let's get into some listener mail then. We got an email in from Paul, actually. Now, those last few episodes, we did get some criticism on the duration of our podcasts. And Paul writes in to say, Hi, Big Rab Show team. Just wanted to say that I have really enjoyed the length and duration of your podcasts since the start of December. 
I have to say that the calibre of guests you've pulled onto your podcast this last few weeks, especially over the holidays, was absolutely stellar. Well, thank you, Paul. That's very kind of you to say, sir. That's great to get some positive feedback. Yeah. He goes on to say, don't listen to the naysayers who are saying your podcast is too long. I would challenge them and say your podcast is not long enough. Your podcast is used as a mainstay for getting the news and views that's happening in the piping world that given week. I use it every single week to get caught up on everything that's happening. See, there you go. I know this. People use our podcast as a way of keeping up with the news and stuff. So, yeah, thank you, Paul. He says, uh, continue to give all the news stories you wish and talk about them at length. I find it incredibly interesting, and I'm sure the rest of your listeners do too. Don't listen to the naysayers. Continue doing your thing. Many thanks, Paul. No problem, Paul. Thank you, man, for emailing in. And it's great to have some positive feedback there. Yeah, we do get a lot of criticism, actually, about the podcast not being long enough or sometimes being way too long. And say, oh, crap, would you shut up? <laughs> that does happen, you know? So... Hi, do you know we might do another episode of Hater Mail? That was one of our most popular episodes last year. <laughs> when we done the Hater Mail episode, you guys really loved that. So, yeah, I think we're in the process. If you're out there in the piping world and you have sent us some hate mail, um, then be prepared. Your email may well make the next episode of Hater Mail Part 2. <laughs> yeah, we're gathering those in as we speak, by the way. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so speaking of the podcast and that, and the guests and things that we've had over the holidays, and even running forward into 2021, we do have some big plans, actually, for this year, uh, specifically with the development of our YouTube channel and that, with being over a thousand-odd subs over there. We did promise you guys some big things over there on YouTube, uh, so we do have some proper good plans for our channel on YouTube, and also here on the podcast we've got some proper great guests booked over the next coming weeks and we're going to be tackling quite a lot of topics and areas of the piping scene that we may not have ordinarily looked at before yeah i don't really want to spoil it but there's a lot of great stuff coming your way that's took quite a bit of time to prepare um that'll be why last week's was just a normal podcast you know with me giving a topic and this week's pretty much the same you know, these topics have been researched and prepared in advance, I have to say. Uh, but yes, whenever we bring in guests and we're actually talking on a certain topic, those take some particular preparation. You know, podcasts don't just happen overnight, you know. Nope. <laughs> Although we kind of make it look easy sometimes. Uh, but yeah, next week's podcast, we've got quite an amazing guest coming in. We've got a lot of great content coming your road. And also, don't forget... Over there on Patreon, if you want to get exclusive early access to what we're bringing to the pod and stuff like that, then that's where you go. So there you go. If you do have criticisms and stuff and you want to affect the change of the podcast, we do recommend that you become part of the Patreon faithful. And then you email us to say, right, Rob, I'm supporting you on Patreon and I think your show is rubbish. Well, then, fine. We'll make changes. That's how it works. So thanks, Paul. Thanks for emailing in. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone else, who's been emailing in, of course, at bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, we did get a lot of emails in, uh, basically slagging us off, basically saying that the past couple of episodes were way too long and should not be that long. And In other words, a podcast should be maximum of an hour, and uh, yeah, so we'll take our lumps on that. But Paul did say, yeah, keep our lit. So it's hard to know. We can't please everyone, I suppose. But there you go. If you guys have any thoughts on it, you can email us, of course, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. 
let's get into some actual bagpiping news then, shall we? Okay, the very top of the show, I want to give a mention to Akatabui Bagpipe Specialists. Yes, <laughs> which is not easy to say, by the way. After celebrating 15 years in the business this year, I can't believe they're 15 years running. That's crazy. I remember when they opened the doors. Uh, well, Akatabui are actually doing something really quite exciting. They're launching a fantastic 10-week beginner course for pipers. Now, this is for people who are really wanting to challenge themselves and pick up something new. And, yeah, that's basically like a 10-week crash course. And it's open to complete bare-bone basics and beginners uh, who want to lift that chanter for the very first time. For more information, of course, go to bagpipetuition.com forward slash 10-week beginner pipers course. This is being held by Akadabui Bagpipe Specialist. And, uh, yeah, it looks to be really exciting, actually. Now, this kind of coincides with the release of their tutor book and everything and has all sorts of great video content as well to go along with the book. And all they would ask is that you either source your own chanter or if you have one in the house, then great. Uh, then you've already started, I suppose. So, yeah, it's a 10-week crash course offered by the guys at Akatabui Bagpipe Specialist. Definitely go and worth uh, check that out. I think that's, yeah... Although I can't count myself as a beginner anymore, I'm actually starting to play, well, I'm playing tunes and stuff now. So, yeah, I'm not technically a beginner, so don't know if I can avail of that. Uh, but there you go. If you are wanting to lift the chanter for the first time, then, hey, why not? Go and check it out. There you go. Okay, now, I wanted to give a mention to a little bit of a news story that folks might have missed. Um, they kind of flew under the radar until I picked it up. And Waken District Pipe Band thought they could sneak this one past me. <clears throat> but no, they couldn't. Yeah, they made an announcement on their social media page saying that they were pretty excited about a brand new product that they're working on at the moment with a company called US Case. Now, I'm sure you guys out there in the piping world are very aware of a case called Pelican. Pelican cases. Now, these things are pretty much bulletproof. Well, they're not bulletproof, but they're pretty much everything else proof they're watertight that you can't crush them they're dust proof you can throw them off the top of the building and everything inside will be perfectly fine and so there's like formed foam inserts and stuff in this thing so basically what they're developing with this company called us case is that they are designing like the interior to go inside one of these pelican cases to hold a set of bagpipes now, this is all sorts of incredibly interesting. So, for more details, of course, you can go and check out the company, first of all. It's US, uscase.com. That's the company who's going to be, you know, making this thing. Uh, the thing, you know, of the case itself, you know, it's safe for flying and all the rest. And uh, really quite fascinating. You know, I do know a lot of people use Pelican cases for audio equipment. You know, for me, working in the radio business with BBC, I see them a lot being used for equipment like mics and mixing desks and recording gear and stuff. A lot of that's used in Pelican cases. So real hardware and gear. This would be incredible for pipers who are traveling to have one of these cases. So keep your eyes peeled on Waken District social media because they've uploaded little photos and stuff of what it could look like. Very exciting stuff. Now, with no details at all about the measurements, the pricing, nothing like that. But um, yeah, as soon as we hear anything about this new case... It seems to be very exciting, so keep your eye out for that, for sure. Hmm. Now, ourselves here on the Big Rab Show got news this week of something really quite, really quite terrible. Um, 
good friend of the show, uh, well, a long-time friend of the show, actually, Mr. Mervyn Hearn. Uh, his wife, Anne, sadly passed away uh, just a couple of days ago. I think just yesterday, in fact. We got notification that Anne had sadly passed away in Craigavon Area Hospital after a short illness. And, yeah, her, she was married to Mervyn Hearn, of course, for almost 50 years. She was really incredibly well-known in the piping scene here in Northern Ireland. And, uh, you know, she would regularly be seen at all of the competitions and everyone knew her very well. Uh, Herselves and the Big Rab Show team were kind of shocked by this. We we were completely dumbfounded. Um, and our, our hearts just go out, out to Mervyn. It's awful, awful news. Um, so our, ourselves and the Rab Show, there's no other way to, to kind of go any further, really, without offering our sincerest condolences. And from everyone, I'm sure, in the piping scene here in Northern Ireland, uh, heartfelt condolences to Mervyn, to the entire family, of course, uh, at this sad time. It's honestly heartbreaking. Um, because, uh, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything, regular funerals that we would normally have here in Northern Ireland with a bit of a gathering of everyone, of all the loved ones, can't happen at the moment with social distancing and such. So that's just equally heartbreaking, I suppose, if people can't say, you know, goodbye and pay tributes. Um, so from all of us here in the Rab Show, I know it's kind of, it's just a wee podcast and, you know, they may never hear this, but uh, ourselves in the Rab Show, honestly, want to send our sincere condolences and thoughts are with Mervyn and the family and everyone at this very sad time. That's tragic. All right. I have to move on to the next news story. I have to give uh, props, actually, and a huge big shout-out to the guys at Oklahoma Fire Pipes and Drums. Now, the reason why I'm giving Oklahoma a mention this week is because they posted on their social media about our Word of the Week. Yes, our brand new feature, Word of the Week, uh, last week was practice. And uh, yeah, they took it kind of to heart. Because the guys at Oklahoma are now embarking on the 100-day bagpipe challenge. Now, I believe this is a Piper's Dojo thing. That if you play your pipes at least for five minutes for 100 days consecutively, then you get some kind of a reward or something. Uh, but no, it's an interesting challenge. 100 days consecutive bagpipe playing could be a challenge for sure for a lot of folks. You know, with full-time jobs, you have kids and stuff. And, you know, you have to take them to, uh, to the dentist. You have to take them. I, I don't know. You know, it's a, yeah, very challenging to be able to squeeze in time to play bagpipes for at least five minutes for 100 days consecutively and i think the rule goes that if you do happen to miss one day then the clock starts again you're right back to day one so could you imagine being on day 98 and then missing a day wouldn't you kick yourself so yeah shout out to the guys at oklahoma fire pipes and drums those guys are in the middle of their challenge right now the 100 day challenge and we do wish you the best of luck guys that is quite a challenge, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but good luck with that. So there you go. I hope our Word of the Week managed to inspire you. There you go. So speaking of Word of the Week, we did get a lot of questions about Word of the Week saying, where did it come from? Can we suggest words for Word of the Week? And, um, it, you know, just why, I think, was the big question. Why? Why Word of the Week? Well, our answer to that would be, well, why not? You know, it's a bit of crack and, you know, it's a bit of lighthearted fun. There's no real rhyme or reason behind it. And uh, this week's Word of the Week may well kind of 
give you that impression because um good friend of the show, Mr. Joe Brady. Joe Brady actually emailed into the Big Rab Show team this week and suggested Yeah, he suggested this week's word of the week. Word of the week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Moist. Um, I have no idea why Joe suggested that as word of the week, but it's quite a horrible word. Nothing good can come from moist, I suppose. Um, I don't know. I, I mm, yeah. Anyone who wants to know an explanation as to why this is the word of the week, uh, everyone contact Joe Brady. <laughs> Hashtag Joe Brady. There you go. Uh, that's a very odd one. Very odd one indeed. But there you go. That's word of the week, and that's what it is. Yeah, if you have a suggestion for word of the week, feel free. You can email it into us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we will take it under consideration, of course. There you go. So thank you, Joe, for this week's word of the week. Very random indeed. Okay, moving on to the next little news story then. Uh, I have to give a mention this week to the Reading Bagpipe Competition that's happening at the moment. This is the 10th annual bagpipe uh, solo competition being held by Reading. And this is all being held online. Now, th- this is what makes it different because normally it's being held in person and you actually attend it there at, in a venue with someone looking at you but now it's all being held online for more details on this it's all being held of course on saturday the 6th of march i think you can actually tune in and watch it online as it happens uh so yeah i am keen to learn more about this i know very little about it apparently it's a video paper competition and light music competition from grades four three two and one all the way up to open uh, so, yeah, for more information, go to readingbagpipecompetition.com. Now, this is a sanctioned event by Wuspaba. So, very, very interesting in this. So, blah, blah. Very interested in this is what I wanted to say. So, it starts at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 6th of March. And I'll definitely be tuning into this for sure to see who's entered, who's playing, and who's judging and all of that. I don't think we have any details on that yet. So, yeah. Very intrigued about this event, so I would like to learn more. If anyone knows more about this event, then please let us know. You can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. Now, I have to give a mention to a little bit of a news story that was quite earth-shattering, I suppose, but we kind of seen it coming. Yeah, the Pipers and Pipe Band Society of Ontario will have to elect themselves a brand new president because Chris Buchanan has stepped down. He's decided to stand down after serving three terms now as president. So he took over the organization in 2015 from Duncan McRae. Duncan at the time, he refused to take nomination again for, you know, president and stuff. And, you know, Chris had already been vice president for a while. Uh, So in a statement, he said he wanted to take this opportunity to thank each and every one obviously talking about the association, uh, for their supports in his five years as president. Uh, Buchanan continued, It's truly been an honour and a privilege to serve, and I look forward to continuing to help with the PPBSO, which is not easy to say, uh, with other projects over the coming years as the time allows. Now, this is kind of interesting because we know January, February time is when we see moving and shaking like this. And, uh, yeah, the position of a president is a huge a huge pair of brogues to fill. So, yeah, we'd be very interested in that to see how it's going to shake down. So, 
The current vice president at the moment, of course, is Charlie McDonald. It has been rumoured that Charlie may well be vying for the, the presidential spot because he's been VP now for quite a while, well, just past five years, if not more. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how this story develops. And, yeah, if we do know any more about the PPBSO... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble here, aren't I? I'm swearing on a family show. Uh, P-P-B-S-O. <laughs> Do you know, I can hear my son laughing from here. <laughs> you said P-P. Yeah, so the P-P-B-S-O president. Uh, we're hoping for a new appointment very soon. There you are. So we'll keep you posted on that one. Okay, this past week, of course, was Burns Night, as they say here. Burns Night and... Uh, yeah, it was a very different kind of Burns night. Normally, we would still be in the throes of celebrations this week with gigs and dinners and all sorts of events happening over, you know, the series of weeks now running into the start of February. But, yeah, it's been a very different time here in the UK with social distancing, lockdown. People can't gather together. They can't go to events. They can't celebrate Burns as the way they normally would have. So, um, yeah, I have to give a shout, actually, to the Las Vegas Celtic Society. Go on, the Vegas Celtic Society, who invited me to address the haggis. Yeah, and I was all sorts of chuffed, actually. I was so, so chuffed at that, if anything. Full disclosure, that's my first ever uh, haggis I've ever had to address. So, yeah, it was a bit of an experience learning it, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> it only took, like, a 15 tries, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really cool. And I have to give a mention to him. So thank you very much, guys, for having me. That was fantastic. I think that's actually going to be um, available on social media very soon. I think the whole event is going to be like a whole big video thing that you can tune in and watch. And it's, yeah, it's all going to be very interesting. So hopefully that's going to be up shortly. Yeah, so the Las Vegas Celtic Society. Uh, but also a mention here locally here in Northern Ireland to the Schomburg Society. And they held a virtual Burns Night as well. And actually was really quite fascinating because uh, a lot of people that you're normally used to seeing in person were on the video and it was kind of odd seeing them on video because you could tell that they weren't used to being on video and um, it was altogether a bit awkward but <laughs> it was really enjoyable uh, so very very cool uh, from the Schomburg Society and their virtual burns I have to give a special mention of course to Emma Barr and her dad Alan Alan Barr, of course, and Emma uh, put on a piping and a drum majoring display as part of this, and it was really, really cool to see those guys again. Um, even though they were standing out in a freezing cold, ice-covered field, uh, playing a 6-8 while Emma was chucking the mace about, and it was really, really cool. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you, were you guys out playing over Burns? You know, I know a lot of musicians who normally, this would be their bumper time of year to start, you know, cashing in everyone needs a piper to pipe in a haggis do you know what i mean then of course after the dinner there's a keely and everyone booked books the trad band to come in and play a few dance tunes you know so i do know a lot of musicians out there really hurting you know we're season but a lot of gigs cancelled a lot of things just not happening so really quite a depressing time sitting in your living room eating haggis <laughs> haggis neeps and tatties on your own uh, I don't know, but yeah, if any of you guys were out playing over burn season at all, you're one of a very chosen few, and you're very lucky, very fortunate, so yeah, shout out to you guys. All right, 
I want to also give a mention to a lot of different pipe bands, a lot of musicians out there actually released some uh, footage and stuff over the course of Burns Night, uh, including Bruntislin or Brunt Island in the district, however you pronounce it. Unfortunately, I always pronounce it wrong, so this is stuff that rap got rap. So yeah, they uploaded a performance of their band playing A Man's A Man, which is fantastic. So yeah, shout out to you guys. That was a great video performance, really enjoyed. Also here locally in Northern Ireland, we were treated to, well, it was a repeat of an old show that was recorded back in 2018 with Mark Wilson and Sylvia Burnside. It was called Burns and Mare. Now this had all sorts of incredible music on there and for us bagpipers we had Scott Wallace of course from Field Marshal. He was on stage piping up a storm as part of this show and wow I forgot how good it was. You know I did watch it in 2018 and I did think to myself that was something special but to be able to watch it back again when it was rebroadcast again this year. Oh, Scott, I don't know if you listen to the pod on the regular, man, but if you hear this, that was simply blistering. It was amazing. So ourselves in the Rab Show, of course, we've shared that out on our social media. If you do want to go and check out Scott Wallace's performance on that, trust me, go and watch it. Scott can absolutely melt your face with a set of tunes, man. Oh, those jigs were blistering. Oh, Right, I can talk about Scott's performance all day, but yeah, trust me. Go and listen to it. Burns and Mare, and it was on BBC Two here in Northern Ireland, so it's available now on the iPlayer if you did happen to miss that. There you go. Okay, I wanted to give a mention this week to another good friend of the show who's been on quite regularly. Uh, shout out to Bradley Parker. Yeah, Bradley Parker, of course, he is the finalist in the uh, BBC Radio Scotland Young Trad Musician of the Year Award 2021. I know he's in the final as to when that happens and when we get the results and stuff. We're not entirely sure. I need to do my research on that. But yeah, there's been various different interviews and little clips and stuff that's been recorded with Bradley over this last week. And I have to give a special mention to the Hands Up for Trad uh, website and also to their social media where they featured an article all talking about Bradley and actually featured an interview with him about his thoughts for the future. So I have to give a, a huge well done to Bradley, first of all, for getting through to the final, because that would not have been easy. Uh, but also for representing all of us pipers out there, you know, flying the flag for bagpipes at the Trad Award. That's fantastic. So brilliant stuff, Bradley. I wish you the best of luck, mate. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing the actual award ceremony and everything. And we're, we're sure, we're, we're almost 100% sure you'll pick up the trophy, mate. <laughs> there you go if you are interested in checking out that interview though you can go to hands up for trad and go and have a, a, a read of that interview it's really quite good okay now i did say that there was new videos and new content available online we'll have to give a mention then to ross miller ross miller absolute pipe and legend of course following the release of his new album called the rook uh ross would normally be jumping into a bit of a tour and again Thank you, pandemic. That didn't happen. But as Ross hasn't really stopped playing, we like we keep mentioning him here in most shows. Uh, Ross has actually released a brand new video. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. Now, if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, I'm not going to spoil it and tell you what the tunes are. But you need to go and watch it now. It's on Ross Miller Music's uh, social media page, it's on his Facebook and all the rest. And that. Uh, oh. I had to take a deep breath for that one. Yeah. Go stick your headphones in and be prepared to have your face melted by Ross Miller. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's such a good track. I have to give a mention to all the rest of the guys. This backing band that we're playing with them is right. Oh, 
simply incredible. So well done to Ross Miller. I've been listening to that track now basically on repeat this past while. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be on this week's Fuse show, that's for sure. <laughs> Shout out to you, Ross. I really enjoyed that, man. It was incredible. So, yeah, go and check that out. It's up on Ross's social media now. Uh, now, I have to mention the Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Like I said, we will be playing that track from Ross Miller, hopefully going forward. But I also want to mention last night's show on Fuse. It was an absolute thumper. It was so, so good, which was kind of a surprise. Because, well, obviously, yesterday was the 26th of January, and we opened the doors of Fuse FM, we sat in the presenter's chair, opened the microphone, and wow, the audience that tuned in, man, was insane. We had a huge listenership last night with tons of messages coming in. It was fantastic. I have to say, it was Australia Day yesterday, uh, so a many, many happy Australia Day to all of our Australian mates who tune in and listen to the pod. So, th- yeah, happy Australia guy Day, guys. Terrible rap. Stop trying accents. You just can't do it. No, I can't. But, yes, to in tribute of Australia Day, we actually played a lot of bands from Down Under. We went through our playlists and picked out some of the top bands from Down Under And, yes, we had an absolute blast. So, yeah, if you want to hear what happened on Fuse, then, yeah, shameless plug. You can go to Patreon. (laughs) That show will be uploaded shortly after tonight's podcast, actually. Um, So, yeah, if you want to hear how we celebrated Australia Day, then head over there to Patreon. That episode will be up there in the next few hours, depending on when you're listening to this course. Also, we did sprinkle in a few bands from New Zealand as well. Yeah, because, you know, folks wanted to have a bit of Manawatu and stuff in there. So, yeah, we had to sprinkle them in. Uh, but, yeah, if you are interested, go and check that out. It's up on Patreon right now. Us uh, celebrating Australia Day on the Big Rab Show and Fuse. That was a lot of fun. Okay, now I have to give a big shout this week to something that's really quite exciting from Methyl and District Pipe Bands. Now, I did not know this, but apparently the band are celebrating 25 years on the road. This year, 25 years, man, that's a long time. Now, what they're doing to celebrate, well, at least one of the things they're doing to celebrate is they're releasing a brand new track. And this features Cameron Barnes from the Red Hot Chilies. Now, Cameron, of course, is a singer-songwriter with an incredible voice. Uh, We did speak about his uh, Christmas release, his version of the fairy tale of New York and that, when he was vying for Christmas number one. Well, now he's uh, working with Mehal and District Pipe Band. Now that they're going to be celebrating 25 years on the road and releasing a new track called From Now On. Now this is apparently from The Greatest Showman. I've yet to watch The Greatest Showman. I know I can hear people yelling at their podcast player. Oh, what? Rob, are you serious? Yeah, totally serious. I haven't watched The Greatest Showman. I think I know the music from it and stuff. But uh, yeah, this song actually From Now On features the guys from Methyl and District Pipe Band all playing on it and also has Cameron singing away on it. So I'm really excited for this, actually. It's going to be released this coming Friday. So depending on when you're listening to this right now, that may already be out. Uh, But yeah, it will be available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music or Google Play, whatever you call that. And you can download it and stream it and take it with you. And hopefully next week we'll be able to play a wee clip of this, uh, actually. So yeah, they've uploaded little teasers and stuff of what it could sound like and that. So yeah, but it will be released at the end of the week. So shout out to Methylon District and happy birthday. Happy 25th birthday. You don't look a day over 21. There you go. So... (laughs) 
very, very happy birthday to you all. Now, for fans in the trad scene, I have to give a little plug for all of you guys. For those of you who are fans of the band Tide Lines. Now, I know I'm a massive Tide Lines fan. Love their stuff. And recently, they pretty much have given a little bit of exciting news to all of us Tide Lines fans. They've released 2021 tour dates. Now, apparently, these are all dates that have already been rescheduled. And they're rescheduling them again. The first date on this revised calendar it looks at the 2nd of September and they're going to be kicking things off in the Queen, Queen's Hall in Edinburgh. They then go on a bit of a whistle-stop tour of Scotland and the rest of England, finishing out in Preston on the 23rd of November. Now, in a real cool venue, by the way, called The Ferret. <laughs> Love that. Now, yes, we do want to stress that these dates... You know, they're not set in stone. You know, this is September. We're hoping to see Tidelines on stage. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, 2nd of September, Tidelines will hopefully be hitting in Edinburgh for their very first one. And we do hope that the guys can hit the road and start entertaining folks again. It's been a long time since we've seen Tidelines on stage. It'll be really, really cool to see them back again. Uh, yeah, if that's something you guys are interested in, hopefully we'll get uh, chatting to some of the guys out of Tidelines, you know, and talk about what they've been at over lockdown. But great to hear from them, actually. There you go. Okay. Now, I know I mention it in every single podcast, and you're probably sick of hearing me talking about it, but the Kids With Cancer charity event is coming up, folks. You're rapidly running out of time to get tickets for it. I do stress that it's ticket holder only. Ticket holder only. I've had a lot of people ask me, um, sure, can I not just pay, you know, and you pay at the door? I said, no, you can't pay at the door. We're not playing at a venue. This is an online event. You have to get your ticket for it so we can send you the link. You can join in. That's how it works. It's all on the Eventbrite website, eventbrite.com. Just search for it, Kids with Cancer Charity Event 2021. And buy your ticket. Now, yes, I have had some grumblings from people saying, oh, it's 20 quid, Rab, it's a bit steep. Well, yes, 20 pounds. It could be a lot of money for a lot of people, and I do understand that. However, I would stress that this is a charity event, and that every penny of that 20 quid goes to help, goes towards help and support the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. So, yeah, we would urge you, if you can afford it, and you would like to join in for some blistering piping and drumming from around the world, so this is truly an international event, um, then, yeah, go along and grab your tickets for this one. Now, we have spoken to quite a number of people involved in this already who've said that they're so excited, and, yeah, we might have a little bit more coming up in future shows talking about this. Very excited for this, actually. I've seen some of the video performances coming in for this. Oh, mercy. Yeah, some of them are incredible. Now, I'm not allowed to talk about who i seen and what they did or what I said afterwards. It might have been, oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, if you want to see for yourself, go and get your tickets. <laughs> I think I might have overstepped the mark. There. See, this is me. I can't hold my water sometimes. But yeah, go and grab tickets for it, guys. Honestly, you won't be disappointed. It's definitely going to be up there. It's going to be a real, real incredible event that you won't want to miss. Okay, well, basically, other than that, I want to give a special mention then to the guys at Chanter Rant. Yeah, the Chanter Rant podcast. They, those guys, they, I don't know, their generosity knows no bounds, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> 
And I mean that seriously. I'm not even joking. Um, this last while, they'd done a little bit of a live stream for their Patreon supporters when they were recording an episode of with Josh and Andy. And the whole premise of the episode was the result of a bet. Apparently, I can't remember if it was Josh that lost the bet or well, it was Andy that lost. I can't remember. I think it might have been Josh who lost. And the idea was is that he was to record a podcast while wearing a dog shock collar. And then half, you know, every now and again, as he was talking away, they would they would zap him, and he would like jump and squeal and f and blind as they do on Chander Rant. Well, they made this into something really quite amazing, and I have to give them their props. The guys at Chander Rant turned it into a charity fundraiser where they opened the doors for their listeners, their supporters, their viewers to actually donate money, and every ten dollar donation received. Josh got shocked, but for every $50 donation received, Andy got shocked. And guys, I can honestly tell you, I have never laughed so hard watching these two idiots record a podcast in all my life. Now, I have to tell you, there's a serious amount of swearing. (laughs) Because obviously, as they get the... And they jump out of their skin and they're effing and blinding, you know, so it's not for the faint-hearted. So, you know, parental advisory is advised. Uh, But those guys managed to raise a serious amount of money for the, you know, the children's uh, cancer unit in Belfast. You know, for the Kids for Cancer event. So they actually raised over $600, which was insane. Now that tells you, well, number one, just how generous they are. Or number two, tells you how sadistic their audience is. Uh, Wanting to shock them over $600 worth. But I, I really have to take my hat off to them. I think it's an incredible gesture. It's so generous on the guys of Chandarant. You know, I know people say, ah, oh, they're, you know, they're terrible people. Oh, they're horrible. They swear all the time and all that. But no, honestly, they've hearts of gold. And they're, yeah, they're great friends of mine. I, I, yeah, love those guys over there in Chandarant. And what an amazing gesture. Over $600 donated to the Kids with Cancer charity event. That's fantastic, guys. So thank you so much for that. All right. Now, I do also want to address the elephant in the room. There's been a number of listeners, actually, who have spent time and invested time in checking out the pod band Pipecast. And I've had a number of people contact us on the Big Rab Show asking, what? (laughs) Guys, I did tell you, you can go and check it out and draw your own conclusions. Where's my thing? Where's my thing? Yes, draw your own conclusions. I did tell you. You check out that show at your own risk. And if you're a fan, then great. But if not, then don't come complaining to me. I I don't control the pod band Pipecast. I I don't have creative license over there. In fact, I very rarely speak to them. I, I hardly even know them. So, guys, if you have any complaints at all about the pod band Pipecast and... Quite a number of you did this past week. I don't know what they did on their episode, but we got a number of emails from folks that were very angry about certain things that they got blatantly wrong, apparently. So, hey, don't message us. Message them. Email the Podband Pipecast. Let them know. Don't start complaining to us. (laughs) Ah, boys. Okay, right. 
on that point, I think that's it for the piping news this week. There has been a lot of other stuff going on, but I do want to kind of keep it short and sharp this week uh, because we had had complaints about duration. Hmm. So we'll maybe tighten things up a bit this week, so we'll maybe drop a few news stories. But for those of you interested, of course, for all the full news and views, of course, you can go to our uh, social media. We try and catch every story as it comes. There you are. All right, I think it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made of the USA. LoneStarPiper.com Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gaelic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson Bagpipes. LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and as you've guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're talking about... Defeat and learning from defeat or learning from losing, I suppose. Either way, I do understand that you guys are probably shouting at your podcast player right now saying, Ah, Rab, we haven't played in a competition in over a year now. Uh, Come on, 
why are you talking about defeat? Well, I am talking about it with reference to the sporting world. There's been a lot of moving and shaking in the sporting world. And I do want to draw parallels to some of the things that's going on there, which I do feel has repercussions for ourselves in the piping scene. Yes, I do know that bands are not playing competitively at the moment. But a lot of us have had experience of it in the past. A lot of us have won prizes. A lot of us have... Uh, come flat bottom of the table at competitions. So we do all have experience of winning and losing. And specifically what's happening in the piping world at the moment, we're seeing a lot of solo events being held online for solo musicians, solo pipers, solo drummers. And for a lot of those musicians, winning is the goal. They want to win that particular championship and be able to pin a medal on their door or something like that. You know what I mean? To win that solo competition is their aim, that's their goal. And when that doesn't happen, defeat can come quite cruelly. And yeah, some people can really see it as a huge stumbling block actually being able to learn from their loss uh, without reaching their goal and actually build upon it. And if anything, whenever you suffer a loss or a defeat, it's an opportunity. And that's something that's really, really difficult to swallow. I know for a lot of people, myself included, I'm going to put myself onto the bus here. I played for a band, not going to name the name, but we were coming flat, stinking last every week in the great. And we just could not turn it around. We had an entire season of it. Week after week, we were bottom and flat bottom. And we... We had a couple of weeks where we bounced up a few places. Not going to lie, there was a couple of weeks where oh, we're turning things around here. We're starting to climb the ladder again. And then a major came around and, pfft, nope, sit back down in your chair. Uh, so, <laughs> but during that time, we learned a lot, you know. And I honestly kind of put that year down. That built a serious amount of character in the band, its membership, because those who stayed and stuck it out through those terrible days of coming flat last every week and getting laughed at by people standing watching you, which was humiliating. Yeah, but it was also fuel for the fire. It was motivation for you to get better, to stop those idiots from laughing at you, to make the guy with the clipboard sit up and listen to you, to actually, you know, maybe tap his foot along. Maybe enjoy the music you're playing before starting to write down how bad your introduction was. Uh, but yeah, with every defeat, every loss, every time you don't reach a goal, it's really difficult to swallow that it's an opportunity. And this is one thing I kind of want to put across on this week's podcast, that defeat is different for everyone. And we can face defeat in all sorts of different avenues, not just competitive piping. Like for myself, I'm learning how to pipe at the moment. Uh, I have weekly lessons with Andrew Shilliday and he would give me a set tune and a particular a line or two or three lines of a tune to learn before the next lesson. And there has been times that I've really struggled to reach the end of the line successfully, making sure that all of my playing is correct, every grace note is in the right place, every doubling is nice and sharp, every throw, you know, everything's in the right place, sounding as it should with the right phrasing. It can be incredibly difficult. And if you're challenging yourself that week to get to the end of that line and play it pitch perfectly, so whenever you switch on the webcam again and go, hey, back for another lesson, here you go, I've got this tune mastered, and you don't reach that 
level and Andrew's got yeah that's great and everything but uh you kind of missed the E grace note there um there's a few G grace notes you missed as well uh and that's not a thumb grace note in there um and then before you know it you, what you've been practicing all week was completely wrong and that is failure <laughs> But I'm sure all of you have experienced the same thing, even from a drumming point of view. You go home and you practice your scores and you have the sheet music and all in front of you and you think, right, that's it, I've mastered it now, absolutely note perfect. So the next time my tutor comes along, I can go, hey, 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 listen to this, I can play as good as Jim Kilpatrick, you're never going to see the like of it, ever. You know, I'm going to win the world solos tomorrow, move over Stephen McWhorter, where do you see this, where do you see this? And then you find out you can't even play a mommy daddy. You don't know what a triplet is. And uh, has anybody even heard of what a flam tap is? No, sir. So um, defeat comes in different ways. <laughs> We've all experienced it. We've all been there. We've all had our own practice goals that we never reach. And our own learning music goals that we, that we don't reach. But honestly, guys, that's an opportunity to learn. And that's one thing I've took from my own piping lessons. Whenever I have fallen flat on my face like that, and Andrew kind of has to correct me and go, nah, Rob, things aren't going right there, mate. Maybe we'll take it back a step and we'll walk you through this again. That's exactly what we do. We take it as an opportunity to go, no, right, something's not happening here that should be. Let's take this opportunity now and we'll develop it. And before you know it, you're blistering your way through the chin like you've never done before. Now you've spent that time, you've learnt your lesson from defeat, and that's exactly what that, you know, that helped. That was fuel for the fire, you know? But looking at a competitive band kind of way, of course we have to look at judges. Those guys with the clipboard that are objectifying our musical performance and putting it down in black and white, we do kind of have to point the finger at them and say what you put on that bit of paper is extremely important to bandsmen. Bandsmen and women over there, we pour over those sheets for weeks looking for the slightest little clue as to why that judge marked us in a certain position. I do remember it myself as a lead tipper. Every night before I would have went to band practice, I reviewed every single drumming sheet that I got from that season. And I wanted to see, was there a particular thing that we weren't doing right? Was it something we needed to correct here? Was our opening rolls pulsated? Was our light and shade not good enough? Was the midsection not doing enough? You know what I mean? So, yeah, judging is an absolutely critical part of it. That's why we've dedicated two entire podcasts to this. We've actually interviewed judges about this. And that's a huge aspect of it. But what I'm trying to get here in this week's podcast is if that judge decides to mark you down... Don't go through his sheet and then just say it's all nonsense. The judge is actively trying to help you. In most cases, most cases, judges do actively put down constructive criticism on their sheet to tell you what they believe has went wrong. There was push-pull in that tune. You were ahead of the pipers. Or maybe, you know, you were not getting the correct phrasing in your respect. It wasn't bouncing enough and things like that. You know, judges do put down constructive things on their sheets to hopefully give you a pointer when it comes to the practice hall. Now, yes, we've heard a million different stories of judges who write stuff down on the sheets that makes absolutely no sense. Now, if anything, that's a future podcast right there. You guys can email us in. 
<laughs> if you have any great examples of um, unusual things that judges have put in your sheets and uh, made you scratch your head going, what is they? What are they talking about? And there's been a few occasions where judges thought that they were listening to a six-part tune where it was only a four-part. Examples like that. Uh, so, yeah, judging is a huge part of it. But honestly, we would recommend that those sheets and the constructive criticism that you receive from the judges should not be thrown out as absolute nonsense but i've seen that before i've seen bands looking at their sheets they'll read the compliments they'll read the compliments and they say you know nice tone nice integration clean finger work here nice blowing you know it's things like that they would see the positives but they would ignore the the negatives you know drones wavering here you know perhaps you know the g's are going a bit off here you know little things like that anything that's criticisms that's, you know, kind of throwing out, going, ah, sure, what does he know? <laughs> what, that, what does that judge know anyway? So, yeah, take it as an opportunity, guys, to learn, to grow. That's exactly what your sheets are there for. Now, I did say that I want to draw parallels with what's happening in the sporting world. Now, I do know a lot of people who listen to the podcast aren't sporting fans. I can't say I'm a huge sporting fan either, but I am a Buffalo Bills NFL team fan. Yes, I am. I am. Stop laughing. I do know for quite a number of years, actually, like years and years, in fact, 20 plus years, I've been a Buffalo Bills fan since, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been a Bills fan since I was about 13. Yeah. Uh, So for years, I was being ridiculed, laughed at. Anytime I would have said, hey, I'm a Bills fan. Oh, sorry to hear about that. Oh, you know, and it was just tears of laughter. (laughs) But this past couple of years, it's been a different story. People have stopped slagging me now for being a Bills fan. And um, this past season, actually, in the NFL, the Bills had a great run. We actually made it into the a pretty deep run into the playoffs. We made it to the championship game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, unfortunately, we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Thank you to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, oh, yes, I made a bet with Jim Williamson, by the way, to send him a box of goodies if I lost the bet and the Bills lost the game. And they did. So I have to send Jim a box of goodies. So I'll do that, Jim. Don't worry, mate, if you're listening. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, do you know, there's something that we could learn in that defeat. If anything, I take it as a huge positive. You know, for years countless years the Bills team have been losing 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 and never making it to the playoffs but for some reason this past couple of years they've really pulled themselves up with the bootstraps and they're starting to make people notice going "Ooh, look at this and now people are singing their praise oh yeah I've always been a Bills fan I love the Bills team no you didn't you were slagging us off a couple of years ago anyway so don't get me into that but I can draw a parallel with the piping world. For a long, long time, I do know a lot of bands out there who are in the grind at the moment, as I call it. Us in the piping scene, we talk about it. It's the grind. You have to serve your time. You know, you have to tick your licks kind of thing. You know, if you're not ready to go out there and compete and come flat bottom of the table every single week, then you're not serving your time. You're not ticking your licks. Yet, you know, believe it or not, it does build character. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be gained from that. I know it's a difficult pill to swallow for sure. But, yeah, you know, with being a band that goes out, plays, enjoys themselves, and maybe doesn't get a prize. But you enjoyed it at the same time. 
I'm not going to say that, you know, participation is 100% of the reward because it isn't. Let's face it, we do play to win. Um, you know, not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we don't all get participation medals. A lot of us get sent home in the bus home with nothing. Uh, but, honestly, it's fuel for the fire. And that's what's happened to the Bills, I suppose. They've been losing for years. Decades, in fact. And now... They've used that as fuel for the fire, and now they're becoming quite a successful team. And that same thing could be said for pipe bands. A lot of bands over the years have been in that grinding zone and have never been winning prizes. And that's what makes our competitive season so interesting. Because you just never know which pipe band will find their form, will have enough fuel in the tank to hit that circle and make that judge go, whoa. So... You know, use your defeat, use your loss as fuel for the fire. And that's exactly what I would recommend. Now, looking at this, I also have to draw a parallel to what happened to one of the big heavyweights in, you know, in the, what do you call it, the UFC, the ultimate fighting thing, the MMA, where they all punch the heat off all her. Conor McGregor. Conor had a big fight this past week. Everyone says, oh, it's great to see Conor back. He can just knock the heads off, fellas, and uh, he'll, be, he'll be winning this no bother at all. Woohoo! Ireland, class. Well, Connor walked into the ring and got slapped about and lost the fight. Uh, yeah, a lot of people were shocked by this, you know? And to me, being a complete bagpiping nerd, I liken this to whenever Field Marshal Montgomery had their 2019 season. A lot of people were incredibly shocked by the run that Field Marshal had in 2019. For years now, we have expected Field Marshal to walk in there, lift that prize and walk home. Without much effort. You know, there's been a lot of times Field Marshal have dominated. We don't know how many Grand Slams they've had now. I think it's three Grand Slams they've had now. Winning every single major going. I think it's three. Uh, I don't know. This could be stuff that Rab got wrong. But we're so used to hearing Field Marshal Montgomery being read out on the top spot sometimes that we nearly become complacent with just how difficult it is to win in Grade 1 at the top spot. Not just that, but in other grades as well. We were used to hearing Klaus Kelt being read out as top prize in most of the majors and all the rest of the seasons. Like We've detailed their successful season in Grade 2 over this last number of years. Granted, now they've now successfully upgraded into Grade 1. We've yet to see them hit the circle, so that would be interesting. But, you know, we do get complacent. When some bands march in there, lift the trophy and go home, everyone's like, ah, oh, who won this week? Ugh, Field Marshal again. You know, people just kind of roll their eyes at it. But 2019, I likened to Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor walked into that arena all full of confidence, full of gusto, plenty of training behind him. He did do a pile of work. But just didn't come out on top. He ended up getting his butt kicked and that was it. He had to be gracious in defeat. Now granted, I'm not a huge sports fan, not a huge fighting fan. But Connor did seem to be pretty gracious in defeat. And he said, well, fair play. I was bit, fair and square. You know, your guy just knocked the head off me altogether. And I don't know which, which day it is. Um, but yeah, fair play to him. And I have to say, the same parallels can be drawn with Field Marshal. The guys in Field Marshal all through the 2019 season have all spoke about how challenging the 2019 season was for the band and how incredible the music was in the grade that year. Bands such as St. Lawrence, Shots, Inverary, of course, the world champions. 
were all playing incredible tunes. Of course, upstarts like Bog Hall, Police Scotland, Fife. So, so many bands in that grade one, man. That, you know, I'm going to start naming names. Folks that get upset. But it's so competitive. Not just in grade one. I'm only just talking about grade one because I'm liking it to the Conor McGregor thing. But there's so many other grades that are just equally as competitive as grade one. And, uh, you know, it's anybody's. And whenever a band just marches in and lifts it every week, it kind of, complacency sets in. And I honestly don't think that you learn much from winning. That's controversial. I'll let that sink in there. You don't learn much from winning. I have had it from, you know, experience myself from winning championships and winning majors and things that the sheets that you normally get from your judge are just full of compliments. They don't really tell you anything. They don't say, well... You know, uh, you, I'm giving you first place here, but uh, you can maybe work on this and do that. You have nothing to work on. So that weekend, you lift the trophy, and it's great, and the celebrations, and you fill the trophy with all sorts of concoctions, and then you end up in band practice on Monday night, and you open the sheet, and you go, well, Rab, what, what have I got to work on this week? And the answer is, um, uh, nothing, lads. Uh, the judge loved it. Uh, what, well, what do we do at practice tonight then, Rab? I don't know. Any good at tiddlywinks? <laughs> so honestly, I have had it on experience and I've known a lot of other folks that have won things and they've, you know, talked about the judging sheets, basically saying that there's nothing on there at all that either tells them why they won or, you know, anything that they could possibly improve on. You know, nothing. So what do you learn from winning? There's maybe one thing that you learn from winning. You learn an appreciation of all of those defeats. That's one thing. Whenever you get absolutely stomped on, week after week after week, and then you finally hear your name read out on that top spot, it makes it all the more special. I have to stress that. My first ever major championship that I ever won as a lead drummer with the Quinn Memorial Pipe Band. It was back in 2003, I think it was. 2002, something like that. Uh, we won the Scottish Championships in Grade 4. And I was lead tipper at the time. And Of course, it was Dumbarton. It was lashing with rain. And the sound system died. So nobody could hear the results. Everyone had to stand in a close huddle around the front so everyone can hear. So me being me, said, ah, we're never going to win anything today. So I just kind of hung out and... Yeah, I'm not proud of it. I just kind of hung out along the back barrier and had a wee beer or two with people that were standing there. So next thing I know, someone from the band came sprinting over to me, standing at the back line saying, Rab, you've won. I thought, yeah, yeah, on you go. I thought he was taking the mick. No, seriously, 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 you won, you won, you won. Next thing, there was two or three other people coming sprinting. Rab, we're not joking, we're not joking. You did, you won, come on. So I'll never forget that moment expecting to lose that day because we didn't have the best run it was lashing with rain all day and uh yeah we did what we could and i'll never forget it from being ah, not expecting anything to absolute elation and just being on cloud nine wondering just what the heck has happened we've been losing for months and months and months and months and this was the end of our losing streak with picking up a first place and i'll never forget that and that's one thing that you can really learn from winning is an appreciation of the moments that you lose. So guys, looking at Conor McGregor and looking at the Buffalo Bills, 
And all those times that, you know, the teams lose, the fighters lose fights, that all of that, they use it to develop character. I know it sounds incredibly cheesy, but it's true. All of those defeats, you do learn from them, even if you don't think it. But subconsciously, something sets in your mind saying, okay, we didn't reach our goal, we're going to try something new, or we'll maybe do something a little bit different, or we'll just keep trying. Winners don't give up. I have to say that. Winners don't give up. Defeat after defeat after defeat. If you just hang up the sticks or you hang up the chanter, then you'll never win. You'll just give up and you'll never lift that trophy. But if you do decide, right, every defeat, I'm going to try and do something different. Do it better. Practice better. Maybe get some more tuition in. Maybe get someone to help develop the music or something. Just do something. Just don't give up. Because before you know it, you will be back on that grass again. You will have the pipes under the arm and you'll have a drum on you and you'll be on the line and then you'll be thinking to yourself oh crap well why didn't i spend the time doing something do you know the panic will set in so if you have been handed a defeat or a loss any time in your piping career have a think about it how did you feel at that time whenever your name wasn't read out that day and you thought you had a particularly good run do you think to yourself well, that's it. I'm not going to bother playing anymore. Or did you, you know, did you get some fire in your metal and say to yourself, well, stuff them anyway. I'm going to play my socks off until they can't ignore me. <laughs> they can't ignore my band. And they have to hand me the trophy because we are simply awesome. <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but honestly, that's the truth. Learning in defeat is a huge deal. But I have to say again, Defeat is different for everyone. Everyone has different goals. Perhaps not winning first place in every competition is a particular goal. And for some bands, even just getting through from the introduction till the end of the set is a victory. Getting through from start to finish without any stops or squeals or any kind of mishaps, that's a victory in itself. Never mind being stood there with a judge watching you. So small victories, you know, for some folks it's where it's at. And for other folks... It's big victories, lifting spiky on Glasgow Green. That's where it's at. So again, folks, tick your defeats. Tick your losses in stride. Don't see it as, ah, that's it. Never playing again. Never, ever giving up. Don't give up. Keep playing. Every defeat, every failure builds character. And winners don't quit. There you are, guys. That's it for this week's topic of the week. Hope you managed to enjoy that. There's a couple of personal stories in there about my first victory, which I never like talking about because it sounds like I'm boasting. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not boasting. Please don't think it like that. Yeah, so there you go. All right, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Uh, yes, like I said, on the next couple of podcasts, we've got some amazing guests actually coming on. We've got some big topics to tackle. Uh, but we do hope you've managed to enjoy this past couple of episodes. You know, it's great to be able to bring it back to brass tacks to what the Rab Show used to be, you know, without all these big flashy guests coming. <laughs> we just sit down and talk, you know. Uh, but yeah, honestly, we really appreciate you guys, you know, tuning in each and every week. Uh, every click and download helps us. And if you would like to help support us even further, then you can do. Go and check us out on Patreon. There's a ton of great content up there. And uh, yeah, for every click of support, it does mean the world to us here on The Rab Show. Um, 
honestly, in times of pandemic. Your support is much needed and very gratefully received. And uh, yeah, you got a ton of extra bagpipe and content back there just for the Patreon faithful. Also, if I did speak about anything that possibly caused your brain to turn in your thinking about something right now, possibly about your own practice, your own goals, winning and losing, then please get in contact with us. We would love to have your emails and, of course, your weekly drones. So our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com is our email. Or, of course, you can get us on our website on Weekly Drone, which is www.thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. There you are. All right, guys. Well, until next week, then, we will see you on Fuse FM Bala Money for another two hours of piping goodness on Tuesday night. And we'll see you back here for another Rab Show podcast next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>